up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer. This is my literal corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest of the Amazon and e-commerce space. It's good to be back after a three-week hiatus. It's been the longest break since I've had anyone on the podcast. Um, change it up again, the scenery a little bit here in my uh, in my secondary studio, if you will. So I uh, don't have the fancy background as you will, but we got some lights. We got a mic. That's all we need. And our guest. Uh, if you're new to the podcast or if you're new to checking out Crossover Commerce, what is this thing that you stumbled on? Well, we are a podcast that brings on the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. That can mean anything from product sourcing, logistics, ideation of uh, marketing, advertising, PPC, uh, even localization and international expansion, or maybe currency exchange. You've reached the right place. We cover all those topics, and this is episode 228, which means that there's 227 episodes that have existed in the past. Where those are, are on your favorite podcast destinations, or if you catch us live on social media, you can catch them on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just subscribe to all of our social media platforms. That's where you catch us all. That's where you catch us live. You can follow me or Ping Pong Payments because this podcast is presented by ping pong payments helping more than one one million customers worldwide keep more of their hard-earned money that means anyone sending or receiving money internationally that could be paying out your suppliers and manufacturers paying out agencies in different countries um, if you're receiving goods or receiving invoices from different uh, customers worldwide or just getting your remittance paid out from amazon or your e-commerce platform you can get that converted pretty easily and save some money and put it to your bottom line and save your financial uh, financial people or uh, yourself some headaches as well. So put some more money back towards things that matter in your business. Don't let fees stack up and eat you alive. Just check out Ping Pong Payments. It's free to sign up. Just go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast for all of our past episodes, but also to sign up for free today. Having said again, if you've if you think that we've been on the podcast again, I've alluded to earlier in the intro, we have not been on a while. Things have happened. Things uh, like Prosper, um, a lot of great events. One of the biggest events in the Amazon and e-commerce space happened in Las Vegas a few weeks ago. People are coming back from that, and I have been traveling since then. So it's kind of been a crazy time, but now we're back. We're going to hit our stride again. We have multiple episodes this week. Today, I'm very excited, too, because it gets back into where a lot of people have been talking about. Um, we've titled this episode. Again, we title every episode something different just to kind of give a context of what we're going to be alluding to and kind of covering today actionable tips to limit amazon ppc cost seems great i personally wouldn't be able to person to uh answer those questions but i brought smarter people on here in order to help you figure that out so without further ado um new to the show um new to the podcast um we missed each other at prosper we were talking about this before he was there less than 48 hours uh we were talking beforehand but i'm excited to be talking about uh, talking to and with him today. His name is Tarek Barada of N19. And without further ado, Tarek, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Crossover Commerce. Thanks, man, for coming on today and for rescheduling. I know we had had an initial schedulation, but thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, we were we were kind of talking a little bit pre-show, Tarek, uh, about what who where you are, what you do, things like that. For people who haven't heard of you or M19, Give me like this background, like have you always been in e-commerce? How do we get to where we are today? Kind of give me that that little snippet background and personal history of you. 
Yeah, great. So um, I'm Tarek Brada, the CEO of uh, M19. Just in, in two words, M19 is a e-commerce platform that today is uh, operating and all the ads on Amazon, all ad formats. Uh, it does automate and optimize using machine learning. So this is what our software is doing. Myself, I've been in the advertising uh, ecosystem, mainly on the R&D uh, side of it, like mainly doing machine learning and the data science uh, on the advertising ecosystem. So I spent, prior to uh, founding M19, I spent seven years in Criteo. It's uh, it's an ad tech company based here in, in France. By the way, I'm based uh, in Paris and the company is uh, here in Paris. So where I worked on retargeting um, algorithms to optimize retargeting, the same retargeting and remarketing today that is provided in sponsored display uh, on Amazon. So it's Critio that created that type of advertising. It's the first company to, to do that. And uh, while I was working uh, there, I was working on the heart of the retargeting, really building these prediction models to optimize the uh, retargeting for all the advertising that we're using this radio thing. And uh, I was also working on search optimization algorithms that were applied to AdWords. And on Credio, we were doing retargeting and at the same time optimizing for our customers on AdWords. And this was the beginning of, uh, without me knowing it, the premises and beginning of uh, M19 story. Uh, and by the way, it's there where we uh, I met most of uh, my co-founders and mainly the CTO Pascal. So we uh, worked on a specific project uh, about uh, search optimization um, on Google that was stopped uh, in Prideo. And we were kind of frustrated. No, come on, guys, this thing is working. Uh, we It was really hard to come up with an algorithm that was really doing great, that was beating competition, etc and they decided to stop the project because of different reasons that are not related to uh, performance. Uh, it was bad at the time, but good for us because it created this frustration to go, okay, let's do it by ourselves and let's do it uh, outside uh, Credio. So yeah, we decided to leave to found uh, our own uh, company. Uh, to do it because this is something we spent a lot of years uh, working on. And at that time, it was like three years ago, uh, Amazon advertising was starting to, to pick up. So we said, sure. oh, yeah, maybe let's switch. From... This Amazon advertising thing is a, it's a pretty yeah. big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's becoming to be more and more trendy. Uh, there was like very few competition on Amazon compared to Google. Uh, AdWords at that time, and it was it was already shopping that was existing already uh, at that time. I said, okay, maybe there is a greater opportunity uh, if we do it on Amazon advertising, and this is how uh, M19, how we started. And this is why after less than uh, three months, we had already something working, uh, like, uh, of course, a backend without the interface, without the tool, without all the reporting and etc. We had uh, a first version of this optimization machine uh, where I remember we were um, able to configure manually with, with coding uh, some optimization for, we had two or three beta testers, like some sellers that were selling here in, in, in France. And after three or four months, we were able to automate 
of course, in a, in a manually configured way, uh, Amazon advertising for sponsored products at that time. So yeah, this Wait, is- What year was this, by the way? Like, set the, set the scene, was this back uh, a few years ago, earlier this year? When, when were you doing all this? Uh, it was like three years ago. So okay. Th so we're ago. talking 2019 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So this is so, this is prior pandemic, right when yeah. PPC is really taking off. A lot of people know that organic placements were really taking on uh, yeah. were, were prominent back then, but they were switching over to more pay placements, and that that's where the biggest shift has come. I think in the top what 21 <laughs> spots, maybe three are organic, something crazy like that, where the statistics are. It's all pay to play now, and a lot of people feel like. Hey, I have to figure out Amazon PPC. Well, cool, man. So you developed, it sounds like an algorithm uh, where it was almost like machine learning and helping people understand terms and understanding their PPC costs. Would you consider yourself an agency or more of like a software solution? Is it, am, I, am I correct in that or in hearing yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you for asking the question. And not everybody is making the uh, the distinction between the the two usually people are mixing the two so we are 100 percent uh, a software company we are uh, not providing any managed service okay. we really see ourselves as techies like geek guys that are developing sure. uh, a, a hardcore software for optimization and uh, this is a good thing because we are working with uh, different agencies that are using our software to optimize for their uh, customers. Uh, and whenever someone uh, reached to us that needs a managed service or a help uh, on the strategy side of advertising, we uh, redirect him to one of our uh, partner agencies uh, because it's not uh, our DNA. Our DNA is, is software and optimization. So we uh, are willing to provide this platform that makes it affordable and easy for uh, non-advanced people to put in place super advanced and expert strategies on um, on Amazon without spending a lot of time. So either you are not an expert and you want to be able to manage as an expert in an advanced way and a guided way, because on M19, you set your advertising strategies based on your ACoS, based on your target margins, based on your inventory level, et cetera, et cetera. And we put and we we display all a lot of information on dashboards in order to ease for you uh, the the strategy work to put in place uh, to have the best uh, PPC strategy, and at the same time this platform should be also designed for agencies that needs kind of more control, but uh, with an automated way to do like this thousands and thousands of actions that needs to be done to guarantee a perfect structure and a perfect bidding that will lead to the optimal uh, that you are uh, looking for in terms of profitability or margin or visibility or ranking or whatever. So this is what uh, what we are, uh, gotcha. a simple platform uh, that make it easy for you to describe your PPC strategy in a very uh, time efficient way and uh, where you can dig and get some control whenever you need it without it being a really uh, 100 percent uh, black box gotcha so something where and, and this is where the whole whole com thing comes in is is managed ppc services versus almost a automated service so when you have that conversation i get again i think a lot of people 
you have a school of people who are upset about, hey, you can't just rely on software to optimize because if something goes wrong, you can really outspend yourself or it can blow a budget or something. Yeah. It can cost a lot of money. But when you have uh, people at, at play, again, it could be human error. It could be human costs. It could be um, not optimized as much as possible. So where's that fine line that you have with people that are saying this is the route to go instead of uh, having a, a person or a human sit down at a computer and managing campaigns? On a one-off basis yeah so uh one main thing is with a good uh, software an automated style software that is based on machine learning or just rule based or whatever a good software should uh, make it uh, riskless like, there is no risk going through uh, this type of software but you can miss opportunities so uh, of course if you are really uh, putting in place very bad strategies. If you misconfigure what you want to do with the software, it can lead to very bad uh, results. Sorry, it's my Google. <laughs> Google's constantly listening, yeah, so not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, it's always listening. So it, it's like a very good or fancy car. So if you steer it the wrong way, you will you will blow it up. It's This is how we see uh, good software for automation and uh, optimization. Uh, Definitely, um, a software won't replace an agency and won't replace a human that needs to come up with the PPC strategy. A, a software cannot do this. All people that are talking about AI automation that can replace a human and you can just set it and forget it, uh, I personally don't agree and they can prove that it's this is wrong. And even from our records and from our customers, and like we have more than like a lot of them, uh, the best ones and the biggest ones, like the, the nine digits or eight digits setters, you can see what they are doing on the platform. And they are not just setting it and forgetting. They're really uh, hands-on describing the right strategy, making it evolve depending on the demand, depending on the competition, depending on their uh, profit margins, depending on a lot of things. So, um, for me, there is no dichotomy be between automated or managed. Automated in a super automated way, I don't believe that it, it exists, a good one. For an advanced PPC management, for me, the best combo is a human brain with mm -hmm. a great software to automate this thousand, if not millions of action to be done and also to, to compute the right, uh, right metrics and the right bids in order to reach the goal you you tell the tool uh, to reach so it's it's a combination between the two it's not one or the other gotcha so that that's good that's a good uh starting place to understand of you need both you need someone who who uh you can't just set and forget to be you also need to like learn and kind of point and find those crevices i would say if you will um is there any actionable data that says that because we're talking about again actionable tips to limit amazon ppc cost day um what we called today's episode um is it are you finding more cost savings when you work with a highly intelligent person that kind of has has worked with campaigns before and you can kind of find the low hanging fruit or is it more of that automation process and the ai process that you kind of bring to the table where does it, a lot of that cost savings really come that you've seen as a uh, as a software company yeah so uh since my goal here is not to demo the tool or to right. promote directly the tool, I, I, I try to think about some generic uh, concept and tips to reduce uh, Amazon PPC cost. These principles are uh, incorporated in, uh, I would say, all good softwares 
does incorporate these uh, principles. When you understand these principles and how uh, Amazon advertising is working behind the scene, you can derive from it uh, like dozens of actions to reduce the PPC cost. So let me try to explain and go through the two uh, main uh, principles that will help into reducing PPC cost. The first and biggest one is um, search term isolation principle. Uh, there are already people. Uh, it's not. It's not something new. People knows about it and talk about it. It's. It's pretty common, but uh, very few people really understand uh, what it is. So search term uh, isolation principle. It's as simple as first to understand it. We really need to understand the difference between a search term and the keyword. So as long as it's not clear for you uh, the difference between a search term. And the keyword, it will be hard for you to put in place an advanced PPC strategy or reduce the cost of your PPC. This is the first thing. So the keyword is, is, is an object, is something that will make you capture search terms from users on Amazon. So it's, it's a kind of PPC object or a PPC vehicle that will help you capture search user search term on Amazon. This is very important to understand. When you understand this, you want to put in place a strategy or you want to create campaigns in order that each search term for a user will be captured at most once with this advertising vehicles that are campaigns or keywords. So let's let's have uh, an example. And you would understand at the end why this is important for mm -hmm. uh, cost optimization. Uh, let's say um, vegan protein powder as a search term. Someone is looking for vegan protein powder. So this vegan protein powder search term can be captured in your auto campaign. So it will capture, unless you put it as a negative exact, can be captured in protein as phrase, in, in a phrase keyword protein, can be captured in exact vegan protein powder. So you see, there are a lot of, uh, or even, can be captured in a product targeting campaign. So if you set a product targeting campaign where you add one competitor, one of your co main competitor's product that is ranked on vegan protein powder, this search term can be matched through a product targeting campaign and can go through the search, uh, search um, placement. So the tricky thing is Amazon is providing a lot of campaign types and matching types that will lead to having a single search term matching a lot of your existing campaigns. When this happens, Amazon will just pick the campaigns, the highest bid campaign from all your existing campaigns, and you will always end up paying the highest price for the same search term. Okay. And without having any control and without knowing and without explicitly directing a search term to one specific campaign, because it can go through very different, like in the example, I gave four different um, campaigns that might capture it. So when you understand that, you really want to avoid uh, have this overlapping campaigns and you want to guarantee uh, a search term uh, isolation uh, principle in your campaign structure. So if I understand correctly, just to, to be clear for anyone who's listening and 
um, making clear on this. If I if I have multiple campaigns and they semi overlap, for example, like you said, uh, protein powders or vegan protein powders, whatever is whatever you're bidding highest on, Amazon will naturally just point to that one as the optimal one that you're going to be of all the similar ones. It's going to say, well, very similar concept. We want this one to show up more because it's being bid more. But even though the other ones are optimized as well, it would prefer this higher bid one to be showing up faster or more often. Exactly. exactly. Interesting. And the tricky, the tricky part here is you, you don't even get the full, the full search term data. Uh, and the, the one thing that is very, very uh, unknown in the ecosystem is this product targeting campaigns that are leading to search term results. This is very, very tricky. And this is one of the most genius things that Amazon came up with, in my opinion, to increase artificially the PPC cost. Um, the example I gave, when you target one of your competitors and this competitor is ranked on one of your relevant keywords, you might end up on a search uh, term placement, on a, on a search placement through a campaign, a product uh, targeting campaign. And when it happens, you don't know what is the search term that your ad was displayed on. You just know through which competitor ASIN it went through. And you will just know, know it in the placement data that you have at campaign level. So this is the most vicious thing, uh, in my opinion, that Amazon came up with to artificially increase PPC cost without even you knowing or even after getting the data to see what happened what happened uh, at the end of the day so one tip here uh, whenever you have if since our call is is also not only to talk about principle but give also very actionable tips uh, is whenever you have a product targeting campaign go and artificially decrease all your bids by let's say times five if you are willing to pay one euro, divide all your bids by uh, by five and just increase the product placement of the campaign, like put a 500%, like to have it times, uh, times five or times four. So as in your campaign, you will only have product placement and you won't have this uh, misrouting of uh, search placement through your product targeting. So you will isolate at least search result from a product page result and there will be no overlapping and artificially increasing costs of uh, your uh, search results um, without getting uh, through which so all your product targeting campaigns increase artificially the product placement and decrease uh, the overall bids so as you will have at the end way higher bid on the product placement and all your product targeting campaigns will end up only showing on product page placement. So this wow. is an easy one to 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 implement. I, I love that. That that's such a good. You have to obviously understand the algorithm to in order to to kind of play against it. And it's like a game of cat and mouse. How often are you? Is that an adjustment that you have to constantly monitor multiple times uh, a week or a year or a day? What, what what's the? How often are we? looking and reevaluating that kind of strategy. Yeah. So uh, this one is just once. So it's just a, a principle you, you put once and uh, what you will be adjusting is your 
product placement, like uh, your product bids, sorry, for your product campaigns, depending on how well you are uh, performing on a specific competitor product page, depending on that, you will be adjusting the bids. This is what the tools are doing or what PPC managers are, are doing based on like on each keyword or product you are targeting, you just adjust bids. The only thing that you will need to adjust uh, it's it's more this this higher level bid at competitor ASIN level, depending on the target you want uh, to reach. Not the placement thing. So the placement thing you do it once, with a, a multiplier of five. Let's say it should. In in nineteen we are doing a multiplier between three and five, and it's uh, cutting all the cost on search placements for uh, product. Uh, targeting campaigns so it's a pretty significant lift in terms of like profitability but also yeah. just optimized in in terms of like oversaturated spend and in campaigns that that don't really do anything to you like you said it's it's really cutting cutting off the fat and making it work for you very cool so Tarek, um i have a couple of other things that, that really come to mind in terms of trends or kind of maybe more actionable tips that based on trends that you're starting to see people adjust with, um, especially with um, in, tw in 2021, was there, was there kind of this, like this, not, not just a trend, but there was there a movement or just this actionable as costs are going up as more placements are becoming available as more people are putting more money into um campaigns and whatnot is there is there something that you kind of saw between the cracks that have allowed trends to kind of you see the trends but you're able to fight the trends or kind of subvert them if you will of um to stand out instead of fighting people with just big pocketbooks or big um you know budgets and you're able for the small or medium-sized person with a limited budget how are they able to fight those trends or able or even take advantage of those trends in order to to kind of like grow their business in this year yeah so um something that is uh, very known uh, now and they, by the way there was a great article uh that was written there um i can i can share after the link um the main trend uh, that we saw is uh, cpc increase uh, over the last two years there's a lot of literature around uh, around that uh, and on some categories and some regions, even the uh, overall or average ACOS uh, did increase, not on all the categories. So uh, this, depending on the category and the country, we are not, we didn't see uh, an increase of the average ACOS uh, everywhere. Um, one reason uh, of this um, CPC or advertising cost increase uh, is of course uh, competition the more competitors we have on the market the higher uh, the cost it is because it's a second price auction on the amazon advertising side so the more people that are bidding the higher the uh, second price will be because it's the first higher price that will win and he will be paying the second price the guy just below him the more people you have the in average higher will be the second uh, price uh, that uh, is uh, paid and the uh, other main reason that already you, you mentioned is the fact that there are more and more placements uh, that are uh, sponsored so uh, you have to pay uh, to be there and if you don't pay uh, you can see uh, your sales dropping so it's 
pushing people to invest if they want to stay in the game. So it's uh, another explanation of why competition uh, and more people are uh, paying more in PPC. And the third thing is Amazon is releasing more and more uh, targeting features and ad formats. Ad formats to cover more space. So now you have sponsored brand video, you have some sponsored display placement on the product page. You have uh, the editorial, by, by the way, that are almost paid now because there are some agencies or services where you- Affiliate marketing and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where you are, uh, you are paying for it. And also on the targeting side, you have even inside the display or even inside sponsored brand, you have more uh, ways of doing targeting. So uh, you can do, for example, a sponsored brand, you can do product targeting, you can do category targeting, you can do start-based targeting. You have way more and more ways to target. And the more ways you have to, to do uh, targeting for the same traffic, because at, at the end of the day, it's one user, one search term, the more different ways you have to target it, the more you will end up on what I described uh, earlier about this uh, search term isolation principle, uh, because you will be uh, like creating uh, artificial uh, competition. So the workaround is, of course, you need to use uh, most of it, all this targeting, because it gives you more control. Whenever you have a more granular control, uh, the more you will be accurate in terms of uh, estimating what is your return on ad spend, because the more the more granular we get, the more we will know how much exactly we can pay in order to reach our goal. But if but if you do it wrong, you will end up just overbidding inside your uh, the same. You're almost, du you're almost double paying for the same thing, right? Like yeah, yeah. incorrect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, with this trend, the key thing is you need to play the game. You need to use all these uh, new targeting types, ad format, but you need to make it the whole thing coherent in a way that guarantees a structure uh, that is uh, uh, safe. Uh, in terms of uh, bidding. And uh, the other thing is we need to also, whenever there is a new format or a new, tar especially the format, uh, there is some time and some, um, uh, you have some credit doing it the first or for the first uh, months or years. So you need to be fast also, uh, roll out in your strategy or put in, in place the strategy. Uh, in order to use this new format, for example, uh, sponsored brand video. Now it's not uh, very new, but, uh, and we saw it on our numbers. So we see like one year ago, the share of our customers that were using it and what was the performance. And we saw a correlation between adoption, for example, of new format or advanced format and how well uh, they do and how, how they grow. So usually uh, the best brands and sellers are really early adopters of new formats and early uh, creating strategies that are uh, using these uh, new formats. Well, it, it's also be, it, it's very fascinating that you say that the, I never thought about in the context of, like you said, that the two formats of whether it be a sponsored display or, um, you know, video or anything like that, you are fighting over the same customer, but that, I always think in terms of when you're bidding and I see multiple 
the same brand in multiple ways on the same page. How is that? How is that going to be effective in terms of the cost? Obviously, it's showing up across the board, but again, you're fighting for that same person. So, is there a way to determine which ad type goes with each campaign best in terms of, and maybe like throttling back on other campaigns that might have that same search function or or, or show, but just doesn't have the better click through rate? Is that what M19 helps you understand in that regards? Yeah, so uh, it's it's exactly that. Depending on how how well, because uh, you might see some effects of not at ASIN level, but more at search term level for some specific search term. For a reason I ignore, some formats are performing better than other formats. Let's say for the same ASIN for the same product, for some specific search terms, you have um, a video campaign or a video strategy that is working well or better uh, than the sponsored product placement. And a good tool is detecting these internal trends for even the same ASIN. So for search terms that are performing well for um, sponsored brand video, it will be investing more uh, because it's performing well and decreasing on sponsored product. And the other way around, between sponsored product and sponsored brand on the other set of search terms for the same uh, ASIN. But um, overall, it's, uh, it always um, like come back to the same principle of at each search term for each specific ASIN, for each ad format, you just compute uh, how well you are performing uh, depending on based on the the targets you put in place so this is the 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 the, the main principle uh, that great tools or great ppc managers are applying an asin search term ad format how this uh, three things are uh, performing depending on your strategy either uh, ranking uh, profitability a cost or whatever and based on that adjustments are done daily or when it's a, a human that is doing it uh, weekly or monthly or uh, or whatever Derek, i and I, obviously we're we're going through and I, i'm just like taking notes i'm like i'm just absorbing everything and i know a lot of people are taking notes is there i'm going to go the opposite route is there a time when machine learning or ai doesn't make sense for automation or optimization is it is it specific to category is it specific to product type where it just doesn't make sense for something like the robust system that you guys put in place doesn't make sense for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, ex exactly. There are some cases where we, we even tell the customers, "Hey, guys, uh, please don't, don't use us." <laughs> yeah, we, we don't think uh, that it's it's a good fit. You will uh, you will be wasting your money with us, probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, machine learning is, is just using past data to to estimate what might be the output. Uh, the future it's as simple as that the less data you have at the level on which you want to take actions uh, the less accurate you will be so for example sellers that have very large uh, catalogs like hundreds of thousands of SKUs and for each uh, ASIN uh, they have a long list of, of keywords so it's very niche even if they are making a lot of uh, money and sales on this account uh, machine learning uh, can is not adapted for these type of accounts because um, search term ASIN level optimization won't be working fine. But 
they might need a software more for the automation piece, the automation piece of create, creating this thousands or millions of ad groups and campaigns in a very structured way and a controlled way and an efficient way with an optimization that is at a higher level, that is at, let's say, niche level or category level uh, that can make sense. But the bidding will be kind of in average. It's not the real machine learning that will be working there. Yeah. It's more an average in machine learning. Like it's machine learning algorithms that you're creating the, the SOP, if you will, or the this you're creating the format instead of the the bidding, if you will. Like it's yeah, more exactly. of uh, time efficiencies in that regards. That makes exactly. a lot more sense. Yeah. So yeah. at scale, so have one person copy paste, copy paste, implement, execute, anything like that. This is more of a time saving thing, and and as people grow, like you said, they have catalogs of tens of thousands of SKUs that they can. Well, we're big on time and money saving components. That's a big time and saving money saving component. So, with that being said, is it? Uh, I, I'm very. I'm. We're a big international company at Ping Pong. We, you know, across multiple marketplaces. I know you're in France, obviously a lot of sellers sell in the United States. How does machine learning help understand on a cultural or a localization level, if you will, of different search terms, comparing it across different marketplaces? How does that work uh, within 19 or what should people, as they grow their businesses or grow their companies internationally, how, how should they uh, take a look at different search terms and um, optimizations in that regards? Uh, yeah. So the cool thing with uh, machine learning, so it's it's using like mathematic uh, language. So each language uh, agnostic. So whenever you have uh, something working on a, on a language, uh, it, it will work on other languages. As long as it's not like, speech recognition like th this area of machine learning uh, it's um, language agnostic so adver usually advertising uh, algorithms uh, they don't rely on um, language uh, processing so we don't care we uh, we do operate uh, like machine learning software are uh, does operate any language the only requirement is that Amazon is providing an API because they need to crunch a lot of data in a very frequent mm -hmm. way and should be very fast. Whenever you have, there's an API for a specific country, um, any machine learning, uh, real machine learning software should be able to uh, manage it. Um, and we have, we had a, a funny story of, because um, with, with a, a Japanese agency that is uh, working uh, with us, that is using the software, um, because in the beginning, we were only operating a couple of Japanese accounts that were owned or held by um, non-Japanese speaking people. So they just opened Japan, they activated M19 on it, and it was working, optimizing, <laughs> like getting some sales there. And when we, we had this agency on board that is Japanese and getting local brands and sellers, we... Uh, figured out that in fact in our parsing of 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 data we were uh, our parsing was uh, was not robust to some specific characters of japanese so yep. it's like if we were merging uh, some letters uh, in english and we are considering a e and i as one one, <laughs> one yeah one syllable one, yeah one one syllable uh, 
machine learning doesn't care. It's just it will be just grouping different variation of. Uh, it could be words. it could be misspelled. It could be a lot of different things, like you said. <laughs> yeah, it it could be a yeah. lot, and they're just grouping them together. Uh, person that I've had on the podcast, and I call everyone who makes it through an episode a friend of the show, a uh, Ritu Yava. Uh, uh, she she of Amazon or PPC Ninja. She's one of the best people in that space that I I just pick the brain of, and I just remember talking with her. This is episode thirty, I think, of just learning and understanding PPC in Japan, and like you said, four different yeah. different kind of variations of uh, language localization uh, characters. Um, it, it was so fascinating. I think it's probably one of the more like intriguing uh, realizations that I've had on this podcast, and a lot of people don't realize is localization on different levels like you said of even if we're talking about united states versus england different things mean um certain words mean different things and they have to be translated and uh they're not searched in that way same thing when i tell people about search on google versus search on amazon uh probably searching for different functionalities or at different points in the purchase um funnel but they're not searching like best um like you said, uh, uh, refrigerator or stuff like that. You might be doing yeah. that on Amazon, but you're not doing that on. Oh, you, you're not doing that on Amazon. You're doing that on Google, not on Amazon. So, all these different characterizations, words, and phrasing. It really it kind of depends. And I think machine learning. What's so fascinating is that it helps you understand just at a grandiose scale of what, in fact, people are searching for. And even in different countries or different languages, if they're even putting in. Uh, the search bar of different languages, even though they might be in the U.S. market, Latin American um, usage of uh, using um, like uh, Spanish in their search phrasing or anything like that, where it really, I'm assuming M19 or machine learning could really just help you robustly understand, okay, this is my customer subset. This is what they want. This is the this is the path in order to get my product in front of them. Is that ultimately the the simplistic way to say why you guys are doing what you're doing? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you are really, you, you were focusing on something that we uh, discussed for long hours internally. And <laughs> since we are managing all this complexity in a, in an automated way behind the scene, we were frustrated not uh, that our customers or users don't, don't see it. So what we end up doing is uh, we built um, an interface and a tool that, by the way, is is free and anyone can uh, go connect on M19 and and use this uh, great tool in order to help uh, see and check. We call it uh, search trends on each specific country. You just select the, the country and you can input the phrase or the search term and it gives you its popularity over time and you can compare it to other uh, phrasing. And this data is 100% accurate, just coming from uh, brand analytics uh, report. And that is grouped, like that is like we are using like two years of daily data uh, and presenting it in a, in, in, in a way that people can check and explore how trends are evolving and how phrasing is uh, important between different variations of a specific keyword uh, that they are working on. And uh, we are providing it as a, as a free, like as a tool for our customer. And also as free for uh, for the community for anyone that wants to uh, to know uh, like search term trends on Amazon since it's very different 
from other areas like what you said google yeah absolutely well and, and here's the thing too it's it's constantly changing <laughs> this yeah, is not like yeah. a, a set it's a, it's a, like a river it's constantly flowing there's there's things that change all the time uh depends on um you can do trends you can you can capitalize on uh if you have different variations of products and things like that um or just different customers want the product in a different way if again all these externalized factors where uh, it might be popular in one section but not in another seasonality uh you know just all these things that you ha constantly have to have your thumb on but it, it's it's a, a thousand thumbs that you need to in order to to plug all those holes um derek in the, in the last couple of minutes i know and, and i put the link in the bottom if you guys want to learn more about m19 of course it's pretty simple website pretty easy compared to some of the other websites we found on here m19.com uh by the way m19 give me the give me the behind the scenes what came how, how did we come up with the name slash number of the company yeah it's um it's coming from magellan magellan uh okay 50, the explorer yeah the explorer okay uh, and uh so the idea when you were is, founded i'm assuming 2019 yeah 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 yes. look at that we, yeah. we got there <laughs> yeah so uh, the idea like is that. just magellan is an explorer he's taking brands from one region to another so with m19 you can operate all over the world it can help you grow uh, internationally on Amazon and tomorrow on other uh, marketplaces because we are planning to expand uh, to other marketplaces and other advertising platforms. I was going to say, so my, my, my final kind of follow-up, I always want to know like what's on the roadmap for 2022. Uh, a lot of people, we, we just are kind of in the last week of the first quarter kind of for PPC agencies and softwares like you guys. Think things were a little bit slow coming out of Q4. I know things pick up generally uh, coming into Q2, Q3, when I believe Q2 will have Prime Day is what it looks yeah. like, July. So that's kind of gearing up. What, what's kind of that roadmap for you and the team? Uh, you're in France. You you are operating in France as well as the United States. Is there other marketplaces that uh, we haven't touched on that you're operating on? Or is that a, the roadmap, if you will? Yeah, so the high level roadmap is uh, we want today, we are uh, doing PPC using PPC data, profit data, because we are also provide, providing a, a small profit analytics tool next to, to, to our PPC management dashboards in order to make uh, margin-based uh, optimization. We are also providing, by the way, a free also uh, inventory monitoring tool because we need it to ease uh, PPC management based on inventory level. And we want to link all this, like pricing, um, inventory, profit margin, and your PPC data to have the best advertising in place. This is the first step. The next is to plug in it also uh, rankings like organic and sponsored. So this is also on our roadmap to be able to have this loop of everything relevant for an advanced uh, PPC manager or expert to have it in one place and even in, in a semi-automated way so as he can create the best strategies based on uh, not only inventory profit margins and uh, PPC data, but also uh, based on uh, rankings. I love that. So, well, very cool. You guys have a lot coming up, it sounds like, and I think that that's the exciting thing. How big, yeah. how big is the M9 team? It's, uh, Less than twenty, am, am I assuming? Yeah, yeah, yes, we are less than twenty, but we are hiring uh, a lot. So, by the way, if 
in the listeners there's a uh, <laughs> know anyone everyone yeah you know it's it's mainly for sales and marketing uh, areas that we need some support because we are not doing any sales and marketing yet it's just word of mouth and it's doing great but we are thinking of going uh, like louder now now that we have something very very uh, robust that our customers love uh, yeah, we are building this sales and marketing team. So if anyone interested in joining a startup, uh, check growing, them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that, man. Hey, I, fantastic story. I should have read your website and about us because it's all over about Magellan. So that's my fault. That was the one website or the thing I don't do. I like coming in fresh. I like to hear from the perspective of the co-founders and the owners. Um, before I just assume something, but hey, amazing story. I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. You're on a lot of uh, other friends' podcasts too, so um, definitely check them out on Orange Click. I know um, um, th there's a lot of ones that you you're doing like demos on. So I'm only assuming that it's you you have a team ready to to kind of help people take uh, them to the next level and help them out in PPC. So congratulations on all the success, and we'll uh, I'm assuming we'll have you on again in the future. Um, like I said before, now you're a friend of uh, the show. So how do people get in touch with you, uh, Tarek, if they wanted to? Yeah, they can contact me directly, Tarek at m19.com. I'm always open to discuss any Amazon topic if I can help on any area and sometimes just making like chat about e-commerce uh, topic. Always glad uh, to to do so. I love that. Well, thanks so much for hopping on Crossover Commerce today. And uh, like I said, now for another show, we'll we'll have you on again. And in the future, if there's something of, of note, we'll make sure we uh, get you on here and talk about it here on another episode of Crossover Commerce. But thanks for hopping on today, for sure. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no thanks problem. Lot, Ryan. Thanks. And thank you, everyone else, for coming on Crossover Commerce today, spending a little bit of time in my corner of the internet. Again, we're back with this was episode 228. We have a great, fantastic lineup. A lot of friends of the show are coming back on and just new people. I'll just kind of give a little bit of a, a quick run through. We have the great duo over at Novaland, Francois and Louisa. Also have a podcast. Uh, they're going to be talking about the current state of logistic affairs. We're also going to recap a little bit of Prosper because they were panelists there. We're going to also talk with new um New connection may, met with that Prosper, actually, believe it or not. Uh, Laura Meyer of Envision Horizons, her and her brand, uh, or her and her agency, I should say, uh, are helping people, successful beauty brands, help other businesses understand what beauty brands are doing and help them kind of correlate um, and grow from there. But just a lot of exciting stuff. I'm really excited to have new people on the show, friends of the show come back on. But of course, this is what I love to do. So if you're new, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channels or follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter, or you can follow myself, um, Ryan Kramer, and all of our social channels are pretty easy to find me. Uh, but of course, go ahead and check out all past episodes of Crossover Commerce on usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. Both video and audio versions are on your favorite platforms. Just give us a thumbs up and you won't regret all the great content that comes from here. We do it consistently. I tell people we did about once every two days last year, so we are trucking along often so go ahead uh subscribe to our channels we appreciate you tuning in just for a little bit of your time here today it's a busy time as an entrepreneur but thank you so much for listening to another episode of crossover commerce and we will catch you guys next time on uh, another episode take care